This podcast is supported by the Rights, Equality and Citizenship Programme of the European Union. Welcome to the Rights Reporting Podcast. This is a show aiming to improve the rights of blind and partially sighted citizens in Europe. Together with European experts from different countries, we will discuss and reflect on these rights and the relevance of international and European legal and political frameworks, such as, for instance, the United Nations Convention on the Rights of Persons with Disabilities, called UNCRPD, and the European Commission Strategy for the Rights of Persons with Disabilities. My name is Neven Milovojevic, and I will be hosting today's episode, which will focus on the important right of having equal access to the labor market. The unemployment is huge amongst blind and partially sighted citizens in Europe. This despite ambitious political frameworks like European Commission strategy for the rights of persons with disabilities, and also the European pillar of social rights. For instance, a rich country like Sweden has had 50% unemployment for vision impaired for decades, no matter huge reforms on the labor market. And we know that the situation in other European countries is even worse. We will today make a touchdown in a European country and hear about their experiences. Let's first listen to Floris Ephraim from the Netherlands, who couldn't continue his work at a governmental department due to their lack of accessibility. My name is Floris Ephraim. In the past, I've worked for two Dutch national government departments. In my experience, they want you as an employee because of an agreement they made with other employers. In this agreement, the government has to hire a certain amount of employees who have a disability. I got a good and interesting job to archive political amendments or motions for changing laws that were made. To do this, I had to use a new filing system that they had just started to work with. The system itself was very secure, but it was totally inaccessible for me. The problem was you had to use a mouse to drag files from one place or another or click in a very small corner of the screen. And this is impossible for me to do due to my partial sight. To give you an idea, with one eye I see only 10% and with the other eye even less. I was disappointed because I couldn't perform some of my duties. Another problem I ran into while working at the government was that I was only allowed to use one assistive program called Supernova which wasn't able to work well with other software applications they were using. That was very frustrating, because the applications didn't always work well together. 
It makes me wonder if they are hiring me for my abilities, or are they? The government wants to be a very inclusive and social organization, and in some areas they do accomplish this. But the situations I mentioned do present a problem if they want people who are visually impaired to work for them. I would like to welcome our guest for today's podcast, Ms. Katarina Bigovic-Kulic, International Relations Advisor at the Union of the Blind of Montenegro. Welcome, Katarina. Hello, Nevin. Thank you for the opportunity to be the part of your podcast. So tell me, how do you react when you hear Flori's story? Unfortunately, it's not only a story uh, where we can see uh, that uh, a lot of employers uh, do not uh, have, uh, that a lot of visually impaired persons do not have equal rights and uh, that they have the lack of uh, equal opportunities on the labor market. Uh, It's really difficult uh, not only from Florence, but for all visually impaired, blind or partially sighted, uh, if uh, the persons, if the employees, uh, in this case uh, government, uh, do not recognize uh, the possibility uh, of a visually impaired person, do not recognize the rights uh, of visually impaired persons, and also uh, they uh, do not follow, uh, as you mentioned, uh, the UNCRPD. Uh, convention uh, who in, in which Article 27 of Work and Employment, uh, all state parties need to recognize the right of persons with disability to work on equal basis with others, and that also include the accessible uh, labor, the accessible workplace. So, could you tell me a little about what is the current situation in Montenegro when it comes to accessible uh, workplaces? When we talk about accessible workplaces, I want to say that in Montenegro we had uh, some results uh, in last five years. Uh, first of all, I need to mention the law on vocational rehabilitation and employment of persons with disabilities in Montenegro. Uh, that law uh, really uh, have uh, and create uh, conditions uh, for increasing uh, the employment of persons with disabilities and also to make equal participation in labor market and also equal participation when we talk about workplace. Uh, the benefits from this law is also the right to adjustment to make accessible the workplace and working conditions for the employment of visually impaired persons. I want to say that a lot of visually impaired persons uh, made workplaces accessible. Uh, so through this benefit, uh, a lot of visually impaired persons can use uh, assistive technology like softwares, laptops, uh, mobile phones, uh, and also uh, some kind of accessible uh, some kind of assistive uh, technology like Orcam I. Uh, all of uh, this uh, assistive technology enable the same start position for all visually impaired persons and made equality at the beginning. 
Uh, it's really good that we have a good cooperation for the employment agency of Montenegro and also uh, with, uh, with uh, professional rehabilitation firms. Uh, and we discuss uh, with them uh, why uh, visually impaired persons need iPhones, why visually impaired persons need uh, some softwares, why visually impaired need Orcam I, who uh, made that all uh, information who are printed can be read it by the visually impaired persons. Uh, so in Montenegro, we really have a good step up, but they're still in continuously uh, in Montenegro uh, is about uh, that visually impaired persons do not work uh, on a lot of workplaces uh, and they can be only uh, telephonists or, I don't know, lawyers. Uh, but this this uh, adjustment for workplace uh, really go step up to visual impaired uh, to be on others uh, different and diversity uh, workplace mm. but would you say that these tools the european um, uh, for instance strategy on um, uh, disability for persons with disability uh, is this this uh, strategy uh, of any use uh, when you are trying to advocate for the rights to accessible workplaces in montenegro of course in montenegro we used in the first uncrpd because montenegro ratified it in 2009 and uh, like we have uh, 20 years, uh, sorry, uh, 12 years uh, that we implemented, but still uh, we do not recognize the, the measures from the UN Convention like minimal, uh, minimal standards. We always in Montenegro talk about maximum standards from the UN Convention, but uh, we really uh, need uh, to raise evidence uh, that the UN Convention is some kind of international umbrella document that we need uh, to recognize. Uh, I also want to say that uh, in the Article 27 uh, also state uh, that we need uh, that we need to ensure uh, for persons with disability to exercise their labor and trade union rights on the equal basis with others. And also, we need to promote uh, employment opportunities and career advancement and also uh, assistance in finding, obtaining, maintaining and returning uh, to employment and really to promote and ensure the reasonable accommodation uh, provided to persons with disabilities in the workplace. Uh, as you mentioned, also we have a new EU strategy for the right of persons with disabilities from 2021 to 2030. And also uh, this strategy really recognize uh, the problem uh, because uh, as in the strategy wrote, the persons with disability still, um, still face with the considerable barriers uh, in access to employment and also uh, the high risk uh, is uh, mentioned uh, when we talk about accessibility of the workplace. Uh, because uh, if person, visually impaired persons do not have uh, assistive technology and accessible workplace, uh, she or he do not have, do not have equal basis and she or he uh, cannot be productive like other, other employees. Mm. But um, do you feel that uh, the counterpart here, like the governmental departments or governmental bodies, do they actually use these kind of strategies? Uh, do they, I mean, take them seriously? 
I think they use it, but not seriously, as you said, uh, because we have a lot of documents uh, in Montenegro also that mention UN Convention and also mention new EU strategy. But when we talk about implementation, we really do not, we really do not satisfied, uh, because uh, in implementation uh, we do not have uh, a lot of uh, consultation with the organization of persons with disabilities. Uh, and sometimes uh, a lot of, uh, not law, but rule books or uh, other uh, legislation uh, be adapted without the consultation uh, of the Organization of Persons with Disabilities, which is also one part of the uh, UN Convention. Uh, but I want to say that uh, some kind, this, uh, this law of professional rehabilitation uh, really give us a step up. Uh, but if you know that um, government made this uh, law uh, and uh, parliament uh, adopted this law, we still, we still have uh, some, uh, as, I, as I want to say, as I like to say, we really have some difficulties because the parliament also do not employ uh, persons with disabilities and also uh, do not have uh, the willingness to employ uh, the person with disabilities. And this is also the lack of prejudices that person with disability uh, cannot uh, work uh, like others and they cannot be a productive worker. Well, finally, on this topic, would, would, I mean, implementation is always the main challenge. Uh, do you have any recommendations? Uh, you mentioned, for instance, the involvement of um, organizations with persons with disabilities in the process, but do you have other uh, recommendations how to improve the implementation of the different frameworks and political ambitions which are presented in documents? Of course, I knew that um, uh, all need to put focus uh, on the visual impaired, on the person with disabilities and on the universal design. Because, uh, as you know, for the blind person or for the partially sighted person, uh, maybe we have uh, a different uh, accessible, uh, different uh, accessibility. And also we made uh, maybe uh, some kind of different assistive uh, technology. Uh, not only uh, cooperation and consultation with the organization of persons with disability, uh, I think uh, that every firm, every institution, government or parliament or organizations uh, need to discuss with the person with disabilities that employ uh, what she or he need to be uh, to be equal uh, on the right uh, workplace. So uh, I think that uh, this kind uh, is uh, really good uh, to have opportunity that made equal basis for the persons with disabilities. In Montenegro, we made, in the Union of the Blind, we made some portal, uh, me employ pvd.me, and this portal really have a goal to connect uh, and enable efficient communication between employers uh, and also unemployed PVDs. And what we do, uh, we made some some kind of innovative, some kind of uh, diverse but really rich content and uh, need to encourage the employment of persons with disabilities, but also encourage employees 
to employ person with disabilities. So on that portal, uh, all employers or unemployed PVDs uh, can find a lot of information about legislation, also about uh, the uh, some examples how to make accessible workplace, examples uh, for the uh, some kind of uh, different workplaces for persons with disability and visual impaired. And also uh, we made a blog uh, where persons, uh, where uh, individuals, uh, PVDs uh, and also employers can share uh, the stories. Uh, because when you see maybe and hear uh, or read about some good example, this be uh, really, really encouraged. Uh, for others. Thank you very much, Katarina. Let's uh, move over to another uh, topic uh, and talk a little about the employers. I mean, they are very key persons in this. Um, a few years ago, for instance, uh, there was a large and substantial survey made in Sweden where 1,000 uh, employers were uh, interviewed about their willingness to uh, employ blind and partially sighted persons. And the results, well, they should be surprising, uh, but they are not, unfortunately. Not for us who, are, who know the situation, but for others it might be a surprise. Uh, for instance, in this survey, with 1,000 people interviewed, I, I stress that, two-thirds did not believe that they could employ a blind and partially sighted person within their own department. And this is persons who... Uh, in daily life work with employing people. Even 60% of the employ employers believed that blind and partially sighted employees in general cannot do a job as efficiently as a fully sighted employer. I mean, 40%, they believed that there would be higher costs in employing visually impaired persons. So, of course, in Sweden, the support to employers and employees is significant. I mean, uh, in re uh, it uh, relates to different economic benefits that are connected to the employment of a blind and partially sighted person. It can be help with assessive, uh, assistive uh, technologies or other working place related adjustments. And still, 84% of employers claim that they didn't have enough knowledge about this. So it is maybe not so strange that we have all these prejudices amongst employers and also that is a very important key challenge uh, in why we have so few uh, um, uh, blind and partially sighted persons employed. So, I don't know, is this just attitudes in Sweden uh, or, Katarina, how is it in Montenegro when it comes to employers' attitudes? I think that the situation in all countries, not only in Sweden and not only in Montenegro, unfortunately, employers really have uh, uh, a lack of and uh, a lot of prejudices and stereotypes about visually impaired persons and persons with disabilities, but also... 
uh, they do not offer a chance uh, to persons with disability, to visually impaired persons, to hire them and to share, uh, and to visually impaired persons have opportunity to share what can do. Uh, this is the example in Montenegro. As I said, this law uh, on vocational rehabilitation and employment of persons with disabilities has also a quota system. Uh, according to this quota system and Article 21, an employer with 20 uh, to 50 employees is obligated to employ uh, at least one person with disabilities. An employer with more than 50 employees is obligated to employ at least 5% of persons with disabilities in relation to the total number of the employees. Uh, if does not employ persons with disabilities, uh, the firm is obligated to pay a special contribution uh, for non-employment of persons with disability in the amount of 20% of the average gross salary in Montenegro. And in Montenegro, the, le the legislation offers an alternative and a lot of firms, institutions, rather pay this special contribution and not employ persons with disabilities. And this is uh, really uh, bad uh, because uh, according to the law, uh, also we have uh, not only these benefits for accessible uh, workplace, we have uh, also uh, the right to a wage subsidy, uh, also the participation in the financing of personal, uh, of personal uh, expenses of uh, assistant. Uh, so we have uh, really, really good benefits, but still employers do not, don't want to employ uh, persons with disabilities. Uh, I think that uh, this is uh, because uh, a lot of employees uh, do not have a knowledge and do not have a, a right approach to the visually impaired person and to the persons with disabilities. Uh, and also, uh, as we can see, over half of persons with disabilities said on the European level that they personally felt discriminated uh, when we talk about employment. Also in Montenegro, we have uh, one research uh, in 29 and uh, we have also uh, bad results because 65% uh, of persons, visually impaired persons said that they are discriminated in the field of employment uh, and also they really uh, emphasize not only uh, access to the labor market, they emphasize also uh, the services and uh, also uh, uh, they emphasize uh, the possibility for trainings, for uh, some kind of life, uh, lifelong uh, learning. So the persons with disabilities do not have opportunity uh, to be on the, some uh, un informal education because they are not accessible, the materials are not accessible. When we talk about lifelong learning, uh, a lot of materials are not accessible. The places where uh, the lifelong learning trainings uh, made is not accessible. So the persons with disability and the vis visually impaired persons do not have opportunity uh, to uh, be better, to raise the knowledge and also maybe uh, to be in the position uh, to make some other workplaces not be uh, in the same uh, all the time. And also a lot of our members said that uh, they do not have opportunity for self-employment uh, because 
uh, they cannot starting own business. They have a lot of barriers in the legislation, but also a lot of uh, barriers when we talk about administrations. Uh, so uh, we really can say that, uh, unfortunately, the situation in the EU uh, and also in the Montenegro uh, is still bad when we talk about employers because of these prejudices and stereotypes and because I think that we still are in the medicine approach. We do not have uh, uh, good knowledge and uh, we really need uh, to put the approach of uh, the but uh, the approach of human rights uh, to enable uh, the persons with disabilities uh, equal access and also equality when we talk about labor market about work and about employment mm. but i'm a little curious like so you have this quota system in 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 montenegro and also i know some other countries have similar systems in sweden we don't uh do you believe that this has uh, achieved uh, the ambition of actually including more persons with disability in the labor market or has it created uh, more uh, uncertainness about this uh, thing and of course uh, those who are negative to that system also uh, mentioned that uh, there is a challenge in not really knowing why you are uh, employed? Is it because of your competence or is it because you are uh, a person in a certain percentage to get uh, into this quota? So what's your opinion about that? Do you have any reflections about the differences? Yes, we have some reflections. When we talk about five years ago, we really can say that now we have more visually impaired and more persons with disabilities who are employed. Uh, but still, uh, we are not satisfied uh, because um, still we have a lot of unemployed persons with disabilities and a lot of women and young persons with disability, according to the data of our agency of employment in Montenegro. So uh, we can say that... Uh, 60-65% of unemployed persons are women and also we have a lot of young uh, with disabilities uh, who are on the uh, agency of employment uh, on Montenegro unemployed. So we cannot say that we are satisfied with the situation. Uh, we really can see that in the last five years we uh, have some possibilities and uh, we have some results but we really need uh, more and more uh, because a lot of uh, visually impaired persons, a lot of persons with disabilities uh, still are uh, on the agency of the employment. Uh, they are, have status of unemployed. Uh, some of them have that status like years ago and do not have opportunity uh, to maybe have some uh, maybe have some uh, programs uh, to be encouraged, to be involved, uh, maybe to have uh, really, really some uh, guidance programs, services, uh, trainings uh, to go to the labor market. Thank you, Katarina. Uh, before we wrap up this podcast, I wanted to ask you, do you have anything more you, you were thinking of when it comes to the right of accessible labor market? Is there any other reflections you would like to share with us, Katarina? I really want to share that uh, COVID-19 uh, really emphasized uh, a lot of these problems that we talked uh, years ago uh, because uh, 
the measures, the various measures that have affected uh, also the area uh, of employment and area for employees, including uh, persons with disabilities. Uh, a lot of employers do not allow to persons with disabilities uh, to uh, have assistive technology at home, so they do not have equal basis to work uh, at home in the period of uh, COVID-19. Uh, I also really want to say that uh, we in Montenegro have some trainings. Uh, it's uh, trainings through the activity advice of the European Blind Union. Uh, and uh, 24 visually impaired persons uh, go through this uh, training process. It's the training process for uh, job seekers. Uh, and we really said that a lot of, uh, we really saw that a lot of young visually impaired persons uh, do, do, not, do not encourage uh, to go to the labor market and uh, uh, they uh, always want to employ in some organizations of persons with disabilities or some private firm. Uh, so young visually impaired persons are not encouraged uh, to go to the labor market and also they are not encouraged to try to find a job. Uh, they always want to work uh, in organizations of persons with disabilities or in some private sector but not in the public sector. And this is really sad because uh, we share the informations, we share, like, I now go to, I'm now talking about, uh, about our community, uh, we sharing a lot uh, of information, sharing a lot of experiences, but still uh, the visual impaired are not encouraged uh, to go to the open lava market. Mm, very, very wise comments. Thank you so much, Katerina. Your your thoughts have been really valuable for this podcast. Um, and by this, dear listeners, thank you very much for listening to the Rights Reporting Podcast. This show is a part of a European Parvis project and is led by the European Blind Union the Swedish Association for Visually Impaired, and the Eye Association of the Netherlands. The project is supported by the Rights, Equality and Citizenship Programme of the European Union. So did you uh, get curious and would like to know more? Well, then you can find contact details in the show notes. Thank you also to Emile Cornelis, who is our sound master today. And the next episode of this podcast is planned to be aired in about two months. So don't forget to subscribe in your podcast app already now so you don't miss out on this. Until then, we wish you good health and success in your commitment for an equal society. This podcast was supported by the Rights, Equality and Citizenship Programme of the European Union.